Welcome to the Soul Lux Life Podcast, where our goal is to enhance the mental, physical, and spiritual luxuries in life. Make your life luxurious through knowledge, coaching, training, and technique. Visit us online at soulluxlife.com. Here's your host, Crispin J. Watson. Hey, you guys, and welcome to the Soul Lux Life Podcast. I'm so excited that you all are here. I'm here with Judge Carlos Moore. He is the president-elect for the National Bar Association for 2021. Congrats to him on that. So thank you so much for joining me. How are you? Good. Thanks for having me, Crispin. I'm glad that you're here, that you're here. Um, so many people are excited to see you today. You've done so much in the community and in Grenada and just in the world in general. And for the people that don't know you, tell us a little bit about yourself. How was life for you growing up? Well, I'm a native of Moss Point, Mississippi. So I'm a native Mississippian. Uh, I was there the first 20 or so years of my life and I finished public schools there. I uh, finished at Mossman High School in 1995. I was very active in high school and throughout my uh, secondary education. And so I finished there as a salutatorian and as a student body president. I left there and went to the University of South Alabama. I was originally pre-med, but uh, by my junior year, I had decided that I would go to law school instead of med school. And so I took the LSAT and was admitted to Florida State University College of Law. Um, and I went there and matriculated there in 1999, finished in 2002. Mm-hmm. And I've been in Grenada uh, since 2001. Actually, I visited the University of Mississippi Law School for a year before graduating. And I've started practicing in Grenada and I've been here ever since. So you kind of love it. You kind of made that your home. Do you do you see yourself leaving Grenada ever? Well, you know, I never say never. Uh, Grenada is home now. And uh, I do have uh ambitions of serving uh, the nation in some capacity and so we'll see uh where that takes us if we have to go to dc one day we'll go to dc hey we're gonna go to dc in 2024 i'm trying to speak it into existence (laughs) (laughs) we gotta get you in there so um what what are any obstacles that you've had growing up and and how did you overcome them well you know i've always been a, a man a man of faith. I was raised in the church. My parents had us in church day in and day out. I think we went to church probably six out of seven days uh, a week. So my faith has very has been very much part of me and has gotten me through every challenge and obstacle in life. Uh, uh, I'm, fir- I'm a first generation college student, uh, first generation college graduate, uh, first generation lawyer. So everything I've done, I've had to believe not only in myself, but believe in God and believe that God would see me through it. And so I, I take that strong um, religious foundation. Oh, wow. So I kind of like how you kind of came in. You set the tone. Um, you have a beautiful daughter. Um, your family is so precious. And happy birthday to your wife. Um, today is her birthday, everyone. So definitely say happy birthday to her. And we're not going to talk them too long. Um, but just a few topics I wanted to talk about. And one being the removal of the Confederate monument in Grenada, Mississippi. I'm from Grenada, for those that don't know. Um, I actually used to work for Judge Moore back in the day. He actually gave me my first job. Um, I absolutely loved it. And I, honestly, you encouraged me to want to be a, a lawyer. I went to school and majored in political science. Um, after working there but um 
so this issue is kind of dear to me and honestly i don't i did know it was coming down i always knew it was a confederate statue because my dad would always tell me um so kind of what's your thought on on that on that situation and i have a video here that i'll show for those that don't know which monument i'm talking about okay and this is just a live video of it being taken down there you go get ready to get covered up Slip a Jimmy on And as we kind of watch here, we see different comments, different emotions um, expressed about about this monument being covered up. Okay. Apparently, you know, they put a tarp a tarp on it, and okay. I've been seeing people all over the place about it. Yeah. Um, you know. <laughs> I believe it was a great day when the truck was put over the Confederate monument. Um, I have long desired for that monument to be off the city square, the town square, and now to see it covered up and to see that it is scheduled to be removed uh, in the near future, uh, I could not be happier. Uh, things are just tumbling down. The flag is down. The state flag having that Confederate emblem went down at the end of um, uh, June, early July, and so it's been down about a month and a half, almost two months now, and so things are just looking brighter in Mississippi in that aspect. And so I'm glad that the city council uh, did what they had to do and finally voted to take it down on the square. And I believe it's the right thing. People will get over it. I don't see why you would uh, memorialize and uh, almost worship a losing cause. I mean, in the South, they lost the war. And so the only flag that should be flying is a white flag of surrender. And the only monuments that should be up are monuments of the people that won, won the war. I don't see why we're celebrating losers. So I'm happy. <laughs> I definitely agree with you on there. And I don't understand. This has been happening all over the world. Mm. So for this particular monument to be taken down, I don't know why people took it as such a shock, I guess. Um, I guess people are speaking out of emotions because it was actually happening here. But I'm definitely glad that it came down. Also, you mentioned about the flag. And I've been following your journey since forever. And you've been fighting for that flag for so long, fighting <laughs> to get it to come down. And it's finally down. And honestly, you were the first person that I've seen like on social media or anything that has said anything about this flag coming down. So how, how did you feel about that? I watched the video. You were very emotional. What, what was going through your mind when they finally decided to take that flag down? I really just uh, thought, wow, my dreams really do come true. Uh, I felt like a lone wolf in 2016 when I filed a lawsuit against the governor. I was my own lawyer. I was the plaintiff and the lawyer. And I took on 
the most powerful man in the state. But I knew that if God is on your side, you can be successful. And I knew I was going to make both a legal case and a moral case. And I'm glad to see that the moral case did win. We took the legal case all the way to the U.S. Supreme Court. It was not successful, but we had always asked and urged the governor and the legislature to take do the right thing and take it down. And so they finally did it. When I first started the lawsuit, I also encouraged athletes to speak out. I told them, if you speak out and you refuse to put another down, that flag will come down much sooner than me just filing a lawsuit. And so I was so glad when Mr. Hill did so uh, this year and spoke out against it at Mississippi State. And so when people did what we told them to do, requested them to do, I mean, it came down sooner than later. And then when the SEC and the NCAA got involved, it was just a no brainer. That flag was going to come down. And so I'm happy my daughter does not have to live in a state uh, where slavery is celebrated any longer. She will live the majority of her life under a new uh, unifying banner. And I could not be happier. I'm proud to be her dad. And I believe she's proud that I'm her dad. She is. She's going to be a future attorney just like you. I can right there with you um, <laughs> as I confirm. Um, but yes, that's definitely a great day in Mississippi when that happened. Um, you know, when sports get involved, things do happen a little quicker. Um, do you think that, that the protests um, from the George Floyd situation sparked it coming down sooner or when it did? I do think so. I think it was a combination of things um, because the SEC had tried things before. The NCAA had tried things before and had not come down. But I think a combination of the pandemics going on, the world was at a standstill. Uh, you had the coronavirus pandemic. Then you had George Floyd being tragically murdered before our very eyes. Eight minutes and 46 seconds was just unheard of. He became the Emmett Till of our generation. Right. And so people had to do something. The young people got together and they had the largest march in Jackson since the 60s. And so the Black Lives Matter movement was very important. So it was a combination of factors uh, that carried the day. Uh, the Speaker of the House had long been a fan of doing away with the flag. But our former governor uh, and the lieutenant governor were, were not in favor of it. But uh, this time, the Speaker of the House and the lieutenant governor both came on our side and then enough legislators uh, had a veto-proof majority where the governor had no choice but to support it and sign the bill. And so we were just elated. And I think it was God's divine plan. It came down to his timing. And his timing is perfect. And so we are, we are uh, elated. I would say that in Grenada, there is still a Jefferson Davis Memorial Highway. And so I'm not done yet. I'm going to urge our city councilman and our board of supervisors to change the name of that highway. Why does Jefferson Davis need to be memorialized in Grenada? He does not need a highway. We need something unifying. And so uh, that's the next thing. Everything leads to a different, uh, every round we go higher and higher. So until we are rid of all the things Confederate and Grenada, we will not rest. We will not rest. We will not sit down. We will not stop speaking out. We will keep coming on air. We will keep doing broadcasts because we're in a generation now. Everybody's on their phone. Um, everybody's. It's so digital technology. So we really have to get out there and let people know what's going on. And that's one thing I do like about you. You keep it real with the public on your social media. You let us know what's going on. I learned a lot from you when I watch your live streams. I try to tune into those. Um, but one thing, another tragedy has occurred again here in the United States. And this is kind of a sensitive subject for me because I have a black son and, you know, he kind of just went viral on the Internet. He's been all on national news and doing all of this from getting his arm stuck in the vase. Everybody's all he, he he's so cute, laughing, millions of views. But what happens when he grows out of that 
cute face when he becomes a threat just because of the color of his skin mm -hmm. for him being a black man. Um, Jacob Blake, what's what's your what's running through your mind right now? Like here it is, twenty twenty. We just got done protesting about George Floyd. Here we are again. Yeah, it's like when is enough enough? When will it stop? I mean, once we get up with one killing, there's another shooting, and this time the man survived, but he's paralyzed from the waist down. I don't know if it's better to be dead or paralyzed. Uh, who wants to live in a world where you cannot function and take care of your kids like you normally would? I mean, walking away from the police should not leave you paralyzed. I represent represent a young man out of um, Atlanta, Georgia, who's a quadriplegic. He's paralyzed from the neck down, was shot in the back several times by officers in um, Georgia. He has no quality of life, has to be taken care of. He's bedridden for the rest of his life. Is that living? Yeah. Is that living? So it's yeah. just tantamount to being dead. And so my prayers go and my thoughts and prayers go with Jacob Blake and his family. They have a long road ahead of them. All for what? I mean, walking away from the police. And so it's unacceptable. I'm glad to hear that the family is going to student. But I mean, someone is not going to bring back his uh, function of his legs. It's not. It's not. So now he has to live paralyzed. He has to live um, suffering mm -hmm. because he was walking away from the people that are placed out here to protect and serve. Um, that's kind of what gets me. Who is policing the police? Correct. That's the question. And I'm, I'm so really tired of hashtags. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, we have to do something different because they are not getting the message. I mean, we are protesting in the streets. There have been worldwide protests. And then you have somebody get shot seven times in the back by cops. They have not learned anything yet. And so they uh, have something yeah. has to give. It Something has to happen. Um, the power of life and death shouldn't be in the hands of police at all. Anyone like that's, that's God's doing. We're right. not, who are we to kill an innocent man? Because he was walking away from you. Mm -hmm. I can see he was attacking them or was some threat. He was no threat. And the law says you cannot, uh, uh, shoot a fleeing felon. Uh, that's, that's, that's plan. It's no threat to you. I mean, even a, a misdemeanor, somebody lesser, suspected of a lesser crime, you definitely can't shoot him. And so I don't know why they shot this man um, seven times, seven, eight times, and it's just unacceptable that the law has to change and police have to fear going to prison. They have to fear getting the death penalty and they may stop at that point, but as, as long as they keep getting a slap on the wrist, this will continually happen time and time again. And so I pray for your son. I have a daughter. I want a son one day, but I'm, I'm almost happy that I don't have one at this point because you never know. They could wake up one morning and not come home again because the police shot and killed him. Or because he went and bought some Skittles at the grocery Skittles, store iced and, tea. Yeah. Hood on and, and came yeah. and walked home. Yeah. And you have people out here free mm. and just walking around. And it's, it's crazy because I did an interview with a podcast from the UK and mm. this was in the midst of the whole George Floyd where I hear protesting Black Lives Matter. And this guy, um, he was Caucasian and he was happy we got on the subject because they really didn't know what was going on over here. They were like, wait, so the police really shoot people. He said that he heard it was like the police is like war against America from the police. And I'm like, that's pretty much the world we live in. People are getting shot every day by the police. Nothing is happening. Um, Breonna Taylor. They say, you know, if, if you're not doing anything wrong, 
the police don't, won't bother you, but she was asleep. I don't know. So what are we what are we teaching our young men? Um we we have to have those conversations. I see I at my son is only two, but I still have thought thought about like, okay, what am I gonna tell him growing up about how to conduct himself in the midst of police or what to do when he gets pulled over? Keep your hands on the steering wheel, like no sudden movements. Mm. Literally like don't even blink. So what what are we doing to instill in our young men to, I don't know, because I, I really want to ask, what can we do to prevent this? But, you know, it's going to take education, 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 but sometimes they can do everything right and still come out dead. I mean, you could be sleeping in your car at Wendy's. I mean, who would have thought that you threat somebody by sleeping, even though if you're drunk, I mean, you're not harming anyone sleeping in the, in the, in the driveway. Just no. get them out safely. Get them out the way. You don't have to kill them. Um, and so no matter what we do, if you're in your home and your bed, you'll be killed. So it's just terrible. It's, it's just a terrible things. It seems at this point, a moment in time to be black. I mean, we're living in the best of times and the worst of times. You, can, you have a black female that's been nominated to be the vice president of the United States. And then you have these continual killings. So I just cannot explain the two. It's just uh, two different extremes in America at this point. It's baffling. It's, it's really mind blowing. Um, you really don't know who to trust. I've even gotten harassed by police when I've gotten pulled over before. Mm. So it's not it's not just me. And I was having a conversation with a colleague earlier today. And these are two black men. And they were saying that they've been pulled over by the police. And like two or three times they've had guns put to their heads. And I'm like, y'all got to be kidding me. Like, no way this happened. They were like, uh, yeah, like I've been pulled over on my motorcycle one guy said that the police told him, um, I'll run you off the road, like things like that. So what 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 are we doing to, to change laws? What can we do as citizens to help change laws and, and, and stop this from happening? We need to elect progressive prosecutors, prosecutors that are going to have that are going to hold police accountable. If the prosecutors are in bed with the police, there's nothing ever going to change. These police officers need to be prosecuted to the full extent of the law. If the local DA or state attorney is not going to do their job, the state attorney general needs to come in and do their job. And then sometimes you need to take politics out the state attorney general's office. I believe uh, Scott Cologne had recused himself over in Columbus, Mississippi, uh, turned it over to Jim Hood, who was attorney general. He got an indictment of a white cop who killed a black uh, young man. Then Lynn Fitch gets in there uh, as the new attorney general and she dismisses the indictment. So no one is going to stand trial for killing that. Um, innocent um unarmed black man in, in columbus and so that's thanks to high heaven so there's politics across the board politics need to be taken out of the equation we need to stand for justice and stand for what's right we should not see color we should see, see justice lady justice should be blind but she's anything but blind she sees very well she sees color unfortunately and when we stand before the uh, justice system nine times out of ten there's two sets of rules and as a judge, I've tried to level the playing field. I try to be fair to all those that come before me. And that's why I took the flag out of my courtroom on my first day on the bench in 2017. I was not going to administer justice in front of a Confederate flag. That flag did not stand for justice. And so you have to be uh, very uh, sympathetic and empathetic to things that people may uh, uh, perceive as perception is reality. And so you cannot trust a judge sometimes that is comfortable sitting in front of a Confederate flag. No, it's actually very, it's a hostile feeling. It's like working in a hostile work environment because I have to sit here and look at this 
piece of cloth that's reminded me of what you all did to my ancestors. And mm. so, yeah, let's let's just not. Um, I hate to see people act out and say that, you know, they're going to vote the whole city council off for putting a tarp over this monument. Um, everybody can run. <laughs> everybody has the opportunity. So definitely get out there and make your voice heard. I voted today in our municipal elections that we had here. Um, so if you're not registered, definitely get registered. November is just around the corner. You did mention that we do have a female that's running on the Democratic ticket. So ladies, let's, you know, get out there and vote. Um, we kind of make the world go around. So and as a judge, I cannot endorse any candidate. I can just encourage people to exercise your God-given right, your constitutional right to vote. Exercise your right and vote your conscience. I'm not endorsing anybody, but I believe that the right to vote is, is sacred. I mean, John Lewis and others, they fought so hard for the Voting Rights Act and give us the right to vote. Let's exercise it and may the best man or woman win. Yes, and we will be sitting right here to watch. Um, and I do appreciate you coming on the podcast. I want you to be able to enjoy your wife's birthday today. Happy birthday to her. Tell her I said happy birthday. Um, One other question, just for the young men out there. What is something that you would tell your 18-year-old self? What would I tell my 18-year-old self? Uh, Never be afraid to to fail. Nothing uh, uh, beats failure but a try. And if at first you don't succeed, try, try again. Uh, I've most of my life, whatever I went after, I accomplished on the first try. I mean, it was just a, a cakewalk. But recently, I became the president-elect of the National Bar Association. We represent the interest uh, of over 80,000 African-American lawyers and judges and law students. But I had to try three times. I ran my first election in um, 2016. Then I ran again and lost by one vote. Then I ran again in 2017 and lost by a few hundred votes. But I had the courage to come back and try it a third time. And on the third time, it was a charm and I won. So if there's anything you want in life, never be afraid to go after it, no matter no matter how many times it takes. Because if you refuse to quit, you will win. If you quit, you won't win. And so you have to keep going and keep the faith and know if you want it bad enough, it's yours. If you can't believe it, you can't achieve it. If you dream it, you can become it. That's so inspiring, Judge Moore. I love that. Like I said, you've always inspired me. Um, just as a young person trying to elevate out here in society and just keep being amazing. Thank you so much for all that you've done. Keep fighting for us. Keep fighting for everybody. Keep fighting for us. Right. Um, I'll be looking for that, for that highway to get his name changed. So all right, <laughs> we're waiting on that one. That one next, we'll have to bring you back on for that. Okay. Well, thanks for having me Christmas. Always good to see you. I'm very proud of you. Keep up the good work. Thank you so much, Judge Moore.